0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. A series called I Love My Church. If uh, Dr. Vickers was here, during September, and usually this is a September thing for all the campuses, um, uh, but we're having to pick it up here in October due to how things worked out. So it's extremely beneficial uh, in um, helping to uh, you to, and I uh, to catch if you will you know more is caught than is taught so spirit of the thing Uh, not just the letter of the the letter of the law but the spirit of the thing when you're when you're around you know like a team has a spirit about it Uh, you go into office there's a spirit about that uh, that office or home there's a there's a spiritual dimension to that and um, and we want you to catch uh, this just as we, uh, as we have. I want to let's go over to Ephesians the second chapter, and I say we. I'm talking about Pastor Sandy uh, and I, and uh, we can't really speak for all the rest of you. You know, uh, um, you know, you have to speak for yourself where that is concerned. We've had lots of opportunities over the years. Uh, to uh, take offense, to develop a bad ab- attitude, develop a bad habits towards the church. Because the devil will always accentuate and emphasize the negative. Are you listening? Yeah. Amen. Many, many people, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, this, uh, uh, in this house and, and people that you encounter out there in the world that, uh, that uh, uh, church is, uh, uh, is not a good word for them. You know, but for Jesus uh, and for us here at Passion Church, uh, it's his favorite subject. The church was purchased by Jesus uh, because God so loved the world. Amen. Uh, that he gave his only begotten son and then Jesus uh, declared this it's the only thing that he said that he would build came into the world to pull out of the world the people uh, out of the whosoever would believe now he, now the gospel the good news should uh, be preached the Bible says to all creation to every creature and the opportunity should be presented of the good news everybody say the good news well, if Jesus said uh, that um, he would build his church, then the church is good news. This for me, anyhow, I'm going to tell you what. Now, uh, until I went to the church, I thank God that the church came to me on a job. Uh, because the, when the Bible speaks of the church, it always means people, uh, corporately, uh, of the church, not individuals. It's not a building or a program, but it's always the community of believers uh, who gather. I think that one such believer, God put him on a job, and he was a powerful and deciding witness uh, in my life. Now, I think he didn't just blow by and throw a track out the window, or leave uh, a track in the toilet paper roll in the porta potty. Thank God for all those things. Uh, but it was, it was going to take more than that for me in my life. I had to see it lived. Because my biggest excuse was that you could not live this thing. Most of the resistance that I have seen through the years uh, in, in witnessing to people is that uh, you know, uh, is they'll, they'll cite uh, a church person. And they'll say, well, if that's what church is, I don't want anything to do with it, amen. You realize that, but still, uh, you know, the church is people who are not perfect, but a church uh, a people who should be after, you know, uh, uh, a purity and a power of witness. I, I don't want to distort the image or muddy the waters the living waters of Jesus. Amen. All right. Um, The term that he used, uh, that he would build the church, means to purchase, it means to design, to build, and to maintain. Jesus made no such promise or commitment to any other thing on earth. The church is his life's work. It's his greatest achievement. It's also his greatest priority. Now the raw material of the church, I thank God for Uh, this, that I was not too dirty, not too bad, uh, not, you know, too far gone, but that God had his eyes on me and that God wanted me, you know. And I'll tell you, uh, his invitation into my life was uh, through people that my life had bumped into, had encountered, uh, you know, I can think of several along the way who prayed loved us and believed God could change us. But they prayed and that gives God, prayer gives God access. When we put prayer on them God puts power on them. Amen. And that's a good thing. All right, in Ephesians the second chapter, we're going to look at verse 16 through 22. It says Christ brought us together through his death on the cross. The cross got us to embrace and that was the end of the hostility. Christ came, preached peace to you outsiders and peace to us insiders. He treated us as equals and so made us equals. Now Jesus treats people as equals, both the outsiders and the insiders. You notice that there's a religious hostility from the insiders that was in Jesus' day. Perhaps we could find it here in our modern day, the, the insiders somehow are, are better than the outsiders. And Jesus came to save that which was lost. And before you were an insider, you and I were both outsiders. And aren't you glad that he treated us as equals from the standpoint that the same offer, the same love, the same blood, same name, amen it's the same family amen. praise the lord it's just the difference of believing and receiving amen I believed it and received it uh, when uh, I like this uh, well I heard one preacher say that people that were criticizing him uh, and really persecuting he said they just don't know how much they love me yet Now, now how would they ever know that? Because you've got to, you have to stay in love. You have to, you you and I have to uh, walk in the love of God, know it for ourselves, and then show it. Amen. Amen. Wasn't that what Jesus said on the cross? That's how he brought us together. Isn't that right? Uh, He said this, Father, forgive them. They really don't know what they're doing. I mean, he didn't quit loving those folks that, Pierced him, that nailed him to the cross, that persecuted, him, that hurled insults and injury towards him. Uh, that was his answer. He said, "No, uh, nothing changes. That you're the very reason why I came. worse first. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't it interesting that at the cross, uh, that forgiveness was offered first to the worst?" He was talking about everybody, but he was really talking specifically. There were those there that heard him and said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Amen. All right. That's a message of the, uh, of the church. Uh, we're, we are ministers. Every one of us is ministers of that reconciliation. The spirit of, you know, we were, we were once like you were. We know and we understand. You know. Uh, and the world's kind of love is not the real kind of love that, we, that you're seeking. Amen. We, we had to hear about this great soul loved by God. And we want to share that with you. Our job is to love them. With that love. And God will change them. That love will change you. If you encounter that, that kind of love. It marks you. It will change your life. Praise the Lord. Well, let's read a little bit further. It says, through him we both share the same spirit and have equal access to the Father. Isn't that interesting that the sinner would have the same access by the same spirit to the Father? Well, I just don't believe that. You need to get fixed up and cleaned up or they can't know. We need to, we need to, uh, we need to understand that um, um, that we need to provide. We owe the world uh, uh, an encounter with the person and the presence, so they can experience the power uh, of God in their life, sinner and saint alike. Really. I'm going to tell you what, folks that are outside need it more than the people that are inside. You can do this anytime you want. You can access anytime you want. Sometimes, I mean, the, the work of the Spirit of God is drawing them, and it might be their only opportunity. Well, why would we come in here with less than? Are you listening? When we're dealing with life and death, eternity, eternity for some folks. Amen. And we want and we just want to put it on cruise control. I can't go there today. Amen. you know I, I can't decide that for anybody else but myself, but um, anyhow. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. With as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here in what he's building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you. Say, God, use me fitting you in brick by brick stone by stone and we're called lively stones isn't that right oh with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together we see it taking shape day after day a holy temple built by God all of us built into it a temple in which God is quite at home um you know everybody needs a home church and to belong to the family that lives there, it's important that um, that we that we have this uh, sense of that we even to the degree that we feel that that uh, that connection and that sense of belonging. Amen. And there's a healthy thing that comes out of that. You know, church, uh, God looks at, just like you would, you would look at your, the members of your uh, family, health is the greatest wealth. In a healthy church, there's going to be love being supplied from every joint, moving part, every ligament. That's why you don't want to, uh, you know, circulation is good. It's not good to be sedentary, to live a sedentary lifestyle. We just sit around and eat all the time. Are you listening? We don't make any kind of moves. Isn't that right? You know, one of the good things about church is that, you know, uh, is that we try our best to get you up and make you move. Amen. Amen. Well, God couldn't use me. Oh, God has to use you. Amen. He ain't got nobody else but you. I like looking. I want to belong to a place where I can be used of God, where I'm needed, I'm necessary. That's part of my sense of belonging. Amen. And we never want to put a cap on. You know, we're living in uh, now a place and a grace of no limits. Amen. Come up out of your tent, are you figuring out how. Trying to figure out how everything's going to happen, and you got you you go to God and tell God, well, I'll tell you, you know, it ain't working out here. This this guy that's not even the flesh of mine, uh, he's just my servant. He's going to have to be my heir. And God said, in essence, He said, Abraham, uh, come outside. Yeah, you, you you're in a dark hole. Come outside here. Amen. He said, now look up at the stars. And look down at the, and, and consider the sand of the seashore. He goes, if you can count those, you can't. Because we need to, we need to look at from God's side. There are stars you can't even see. I mean, you've got to get out there to even see those from, from God's side. And if you go out and try to count the stars in the sky on a clear night, I mean, there are, there are jillions of them. Praise the Lord. Amen. And you know that's true. I mean, we're, part, we're, we're of Abraham's seed. This unlimited God. He talked about, you know, the, the, the birth of the ocean and put it in a playpen. And said, throw your tantrums, but, I'm, but you're only going to go so far. So I put the sand of the seashore that you can't number in there to hold you. This is a God. And he, that's what he said about his self. Amen. It's in the Word. Um, you belong here. No longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. There, there should be this, this great sense uh, created of belonging, but that can only happen uh, with people who, who sense that they belong. I mean, people encounter God when they come in here through encountering you. His Spirit in you. Amen. It's his spirit in you. <clears throat> and we never want to, uh, I've, we've been places before where everybody knew everybody else, but we were just, you know, haven't we seen? I mean, you know, I mean, they all loved each other, whatever, but we were aliens and strangers. And so we wandered in, we wandered right on back out. <laughs> No, listen, they had created a sense of you don't belong here. This is for us. It's not for you. God help that. I mean, we pray over that. Uh, Listen, you know, I mean, you know, some stuff you have to pray in, other stuff you have to pray out. We just need to be aware of that and careful uh, of that. Uh, You wouldn't do that to people in your home, would you? Well, that's the reason why I don't have nobody over. I just don't like folks. We're going to pray you get healed of that because you're supposed to even be entertaining. We're supposed to even be entertaining strangers. Amen. Now be careful of some strangers. You understand what I'm saying. I mean, I've you know, uh, uh, I don't pick up folks alongside the road I used to, and I've picked up angels before. I believe that. I've also picked up a couple of devils. You know, I had to get them out the car. Amen. <laughs> I mean, road one, the last one, all the way to Auburn. Lord have mercy. Ah, uh, took a while to figure out he was one. Anyway. God is building a home. He's using all of us. You know, uh, it says now he's using you. You want to be in a place where you can grow and mature and God can use you. And I promise you around here, uh, you know, that's our objective. I believe the purpose of the church, the sin uh, uh, and uh purpose here. And, you know, listen, all of, our dream is simply an extension of, of uh, Jesus' dream. is that right? We're not independent of that. You know, Doctor Vickers has a dream that uh, dream in the dream of God. Our dream fit into wasn't separate. Doesn't compete with that. It complements that. All dreams complement one another. Come together and complement one another. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. Because it's a God thing. It doesn't want it to be a man thing where we're you know. Uh, everybody's always trying to be the chief. And here's the thing. Jesus addressed that with his disciples. He said, "He said, I don't. If you want to be the chief, here's how you do it in the kingdom. He goes, in the world, it's, it's everybody is a rung on the ladder, and you step on them, you go higher and reach for other people that you can use to help you to get what you want. He said, in the kingdom of God, he goes, there. you know, uh, it's, it's not a ladder. He said, we're all on the same level. He said, and the greatest ones are underneath everybody, serving them. He said, you become the greatest servant. He said, because I didn't even come to be served. He said, I came to serve. Amen. I'm talking about the spirit, the culture of the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. He said, we see it's taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. You know, Jesus uh, uh, talked about a people, uh, a church is a people, isn't that right? The family of God, a people built by God. Jesus said, I will build my church, and it will be built by God, but it's also built for God. All right. Our assignment here is to prepare a prosperous people that are prepared for God's purpose. You've got to be prosperous uh, spiritually. You've got to be prosperous naturally. Amen? Don't ever settle uh, for the limits that the devil or the world or other folks would put on you when we when we serve a God whose idea of you is unlimited, who's, who has given us the Bible says all that he has is ours. All that he has is ours. If he gave us Jesus, it says together with Jesus, he freely gave us all things to enjoy. Are you listening? A prosperity that is that is purpose now. It is, it is, there is a prosperity that is only for the purpose. Amen. See, give me folks, you know, uh, Lord, I, I want you to give me what's, what's mine. He'll, he'll give you any kind of life that you want. He's good. It, the world is, uh, is out here at your fingertips. You can have it all. But people will take it. And, and the give me folks will always spend all, they, all that God gives them on riotous living and wind up in a pig pen. Amen. That's the truth. Making a mess with it praise the Lord <clears throat> but also the, the kid that stays home has a bad attitude you know he don't even know what he's got doesn't take advantage of half of what he has isn't that right um, and is jealous if anybody you know is mad at anybody that that, want, that, that receives anything from God yeah. because he's earned it all it wasn't a gift he earned it and that one didn't, so we don't deserve it. Well, none of us deserved it. None of us earned it. We just believe and receive it. It's what you do with it that honors and glorifies God. Well, aren't you glad that if even if you mess it all up, that He's right there, running towards you, looking towards you? That should be the church. Yeah, I'm convinced of this, guys. You know, uh, and this—I tell you, this is strong in my uh, in 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 my heart. And, and I believe one of the one of the things that we have been called summoned by God you know to stand before him and and, and have and, and pray to rise to that responsibility uh, there's a huge growing number of churchless Christians they, they claim to love God and I'm not hither nor yon where that is concerned but they don't need the church that's not true amen we, we need the church because the church is what Jesus, is is doing amen and it's the devil's lie to divide them from just the same way as a little you know I mean four or five year old or six year old anybody ever run away from home yeah. I ran away a lot of times amen <laughs> uh you know uh why because because, you know, uh, I didn't like my family. <laughs> my family offended me. My mama, and my daddy, tell me what to do, all that kind of stuff. You know, but I mean, you know, wherever you go, there you are. You're still, you're still called by that name, part of that ma- that name, amen. If the cops ever catch you, they're going to take you home. <laughs> I remember standing out, and boy, I'm going to tell you what, you ain't never been out in the cold till you've been out in Allberg, Vermont on a winter night with the wind blowing. I remember uh, if I had had a piece of cardboard, I, I hitchhiked on one side of the road. I got on the other side of the road hitchhiked. No one would give me anything. <laughs> I finally had to call my mama and say, come get me. She goes, where are you? I said, in Auburn. She goes, what? <laughs> I said, I told you I was running away. Don't be surprised, but I need you to come get me. <laughs> you know, God needs some folks. That aren't getting a ride one way or the other. They're just stuck in life. Are you listening? And sometimes, you know, we're too proud to uh, whatever. Are, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but there are also some folks that just need somebody come and get them. God needs some come get them folks. Amen. All right. We are, uh, uh, we are citizens of the kingdom. We're members of God's family. We are God's house when we gather. It's important that we gather. A family cannot stay a family without the gathering of the family. The interaction, the personal encounter of the family. The common thread in all of the above is we. The church is never me, it's always we. You know, uh, I believe that, uh, that, uh, that God can build uh, better lives. Build better lives, amen. I'll tell you, I've been without God, I've been with God, and with God is better. I've I've been discussing with the church and without the church, but I, but with the church is better. Amen. Then you, you there's a wholeness. You can't just have God. You can't just have the church. You got to have both. Amen. P- Everybody say people for, people for your life. All right, the people with Jesus. Amen. Uh, I believe this that the church is built to last. The 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 church has simply outclassed. And outlasted every uh, uh, dissenting voice. Every, you know, all the governments, and, you know, that have risen up tried to destroy the church. The church is more than now than it ever was. And those governments are gone. I said those governments are gone. Uh, you know, all, for all of the hammers that have beat on uh, this old anvil the hammers have worn out but the anvil remains amen uh, so you want your life to last uh, and, and, and we're called to outclass and outlast any of the storms of life everyone say the greater one, the greater one lives on the inside of me well we need to get him greater uh, we need to let the greater one or we need to get him in a greater measure don't we you, our awareness our knowledge of him our knowing him uh, so that we're not fearful, but perfect love has cast that fear out and replaced it. Uh, that we're bold and strong, amen, in the Lord. I also believe this, that we're built for battle. In this life, you're going to have battles. Uh, whether uh, we win or not uh, depends on who we're with. I believe that, amen. Uh, that's one of the things about Jesus is that uh, a boy, he'll rally a family around you, I, it's a hard thing for folks to be out there all by their self. You weren't meant to be out there all by yourself. Uh, uh, I've watched these... Uh, um, uh, sometimes i watch these things where uh, a lion will come. Uh, the Bible talks about a, uh, a lion, a roaring lion, our adversary, that we're to be aware of that. But over in Africa, he'll come and they'll attack uh, these... They'll get them separated. Then they'll attack a little calf or a little uh, thing... And, and one of the most formidable, and you wouldn't think it, one of the, one of the most dangerous and formidable uh, uh, animals that you would ever hunt as a hunter would be uh, one of those big water buffalo. I mean, they have to use the biggest guns that there are to drop them, and, they, and there's not just the hunter, but the guide also uh, is prepared where that is concerned because they don't stop. You can wound them; they don't stop. Well, anyway, long short of that, see how a, a, a lion would get a hold of that, and then they'll all pile on. But that one, uh, 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 you know, uh, that calf crying out, or that uh, 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 particular one crying out, the herd will come, and they'll and they'll come running if they're close enough by. And boy, I'm tell you what, now uh, they put some herd on some old lion now flip them up in the air, you know, I mean, they're the worst for the wear with the real tangle where that's concerned. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, you know, and lions, they, they gang up on one thing. You know, the, the devil will gang up on you. It won't just be one thing, it'll be a whole bunch of stuff. Amen. But for the family of God coming on the run. Amen. One cries out and the other, we all come on the run and like, you ain't going to get that one now. You done messed with the wrong people. You done messed with the wrong preacher. You understand? It's my responsibility. Are you you about to get clubbed and hurt real bad? Amen. Snatched out of there, out of your mouth. Ain't going to have no teeth left and, and nothing left of you. Amen. You came to kill. The destroyer will be destroyed before this thing is over. I don't like losing lives. I'm not going to lose lives. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Now listen. Oh, oh we got to hurry here. Um, what is the kingdom of God? Is it a physical, geographical place? Uh, on earth. When Jesus uses the term, he's speaking of the reign of God, the expression of the authority and the will and the way uh, of God. When Jesus healed the sick, cast out devils, he would say the kingdom of God uh, is near you, come near you. It's at hand. What was he doing? He was demonstrating what life is like under the reign of God and the kingdom of God. Believers are in this world but not of this world. Our citizenship is in the kingdom of God. We are called Listen, we were born from above. We are called to represent that world within this one. Amen. To bring that dimension of life, that reality of life into, into, the, into the, uh, uh, this uh, human existence. When we, walk, when we walk into a room, if you're aware and cognizant and, 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 we, and we have spent time in that world, in that dimension of the presence of God, when we walk into a room, the atmosphere is going to change. Why? Because I'm bringing that world and dominating this one. Amen. Thank you for three of you. The church is the centerpiece and it is the masterpiece of God within the kingdom of God. It is the centerpiece of the kingdom. Amen. And it functions as an embassy representing the nation, sending it in all, in all affairs, protecting the interests of the sending nation and of its citizens, but also advancing the interests of the sending nation. Amen. Uh, we're here uh, to advance the kingdom of God. The interests of God. To represent God. Amen. And he promised that that there would be a working to all of the authority and power of the kingdom of God as it is in heaven. It's supposed to be the same way here on the earth. It's available to us. The church is a visible, tangible expression of the kingdom of God. Now, Tangible means uh, the it can, be, it can be held, touched, felt, experienced in material form. You know, understand, Jesus, the Bible says, was the Word, and the Word took on itself flesh. We could say this, the spiritual Word took on, it materialized in physical form here on the earth. It still does. By the stripes that wounded Jesus, will, listen, that spiritual word will materialize uh, in your uh, physical being and drive out anything that don't belong there. Amen. Just kill it. Cancel its assignment. Well, now I believed it. I understand that you believed it, but we need to put a little more pressure on your believing, get it from here. Down into here. Because there's a believing here that is not like the believing here. This is a mental thing. Alright? It's just in the soulless realm. Uh, but it's in the swamp, so to speak. There's no hard uh, substance underneath that. When it's faith, it works. Manifests. It's tangible. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you something. you put, stop putting up with what you're putting up with when you got all this available to you. Now, there's absolutely no reason. Except that, you know, I mean, you know, uh, I don't like poor. I don't like sick. I don't care nothing about where you're concerned. I love you, but I understand you got to choose for yourself. But for me, uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. I don't like it. It hurts. painful. I ain't got time for it. I've got a purpose to fulfill, and I need to be prosperous for that. Well, then just, if it's, all right, if it's here, and I'm here, tell me how to get it into my life. And I'm going to stay with it till I do. And it's going to be the passion and pursuit of my life. Amen. Maybe people say, you know, people come uh, and, you know, pass a prayer, get a job. Are you looking for a job? <laughs> have, you, have you filled out some application? Are you, are you, your job is to get a job. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. I mean, that's what your job now is, is to get a job. God will give you the power to get well. I mean, come work for God. Volunteer for God then. He pays his folks well. If I was out of a job tomorrow, amen, I'd go find some place where I could wop the floor, sweep the floor, mop the floor, scrub the toilet in God's house and I'd say, God, I am available and I'm not going to sit around. I'm not lazy. I'm, 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 I'm going to work. Amen. Amen, Hallelujah! Somebody You're my source, but I'm not going to. I'm not a beggar. I'm a believer. I'm working. Amen. 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 Anyhow, that's good preaching. Anyhow, Amen. all right. The church demonstrates. Uh, let me say this. Uh, we got to finish because I'm under orders here. Amen. Uh, the church. We we are the people. We are the special people. Understand this. Now anybody can, can, can you know will this in their life as far as agreeing with the will of God. But think about this. I mean you have been given the down payment of the Holy Spirit in your life. God himself came to live inside of you. And the down payment is, is not just a token representation It is the engagement ring that there's more to come. A life lived with, together with God, personally present. The one thing the church is from every other entity in the world is we host the presence of God. Now in theory, that's wonderful. (laughs) In reality, are folks coming in here and are they encountering a people who have encountered God? who have experienced God, who have come out from, are you listening? Out from the presence of God, bearing the presence of God. So wherever we go, are you listening? We are living in that other world and we're bringing that world into a tangible manifestation and demonstration here in this world. I'm just asking a question. Well, I don't have time to uh, you know, uh, to do all that. You have as much time as everybody else. That's how you use that time. Are you listening? And manage that time. And I'm going to tell you what. Uh, Jesus said that he would work with us as we go and preach the gospel. Well, I'm preaching the gospel when I'm riding in my truck. Amen. I'm preaching the gospel when I'm feeding the hogs. I'm preaching the gospel when I feed the sheep. Are you listening? Wherever I go, uh, I'm representing the Lord in Walmart, at the grocery store, Amen. As well as as well as sitting on this stool in the church, I am the church. Are you listening? I have my part. I'm not the whole thing, but I'm part of. I belong, but. I made up my mind. You know, I mean, the wonderful thing about it. He said this. He goes, "I'll never leave you, never forsake you." When I was a young Christian, I didn't understand that. But what kept me wanting to grow more and more, and willing to go where I could grow, is you can't grow everywhere. I'm sorry to say that. I wish it were true. I wish it were absolutely true that everywhere you could be fed the stuff that you go. But some folks shouldn't have kids. I don't want to be some folk. But want to keep growing. God would be close here and then he'd just move and I'd go chase him. And then he, he'd hide and, and I'd have to go chase him again. Amen. He's still hiding and I still uh, chase him. Amen. I chase him all night I chase him all day it's the it's the one thing I do whether no matter what I'm doing I'm chasing after God I want to know him amen I want to I don't want to know about him I got to know him amen and if something hurts in me I'm going to know him where that's concerned if something goes good something goes bad I'm going to know him and all that my one thing is to know him and the church is the best place for you to come to know God and to encounter and experience God. Everybody, insiders and outsiders, amen. The church's primary task, uh, the church demonstrates the will and the reign of God to the world. The church's primary task is the advancement of the kingdom of God. We owe the world an encounter and experience with the living God. This is the gospel of power, and it should be a gospel with power. It shouldn't be a form and no power. That's religion. All right, it should be the good news, uh, the word of the good news, and the works of the good news. Miraculous measures and supernatural supplies. Jesus said, This peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. You know, Jesus blessed by God to be a blessing to others. We're to live blessed lives that bless other lives. We must be one before we can be the other. Amen. Now uh we could, we could say it this way. Then my purpose is I will and I want to, I must, uh, I want to be a blessing. I pray from the harvest back to the seed. Alright. The, the end result is I want to be a blessing. Alright. So I know I have to be blessed by God in order to be that blessing. That's the right order. We've got it in wrong order. God bless me. I will when you're determined to be a blessing to others. Listen, I really don't like people. I just need you to bless me. I need more before I can. No, you just need a little bit. Amen. You need you need the the little that is blessed by God that He hands to you that you start distributing it and you'll get part of the flow of the more of God. You'll be in the miraculous measures. Said so He. He blessed it. Are you listening? Now what now listen Jesus determined to be a blessing. He he took what the little the little bit that they had to work with, he blessed it and then he gave it to his disciples who distributed it to the people. Amen. You get part of the blessing when you are willing to be a part of being a blessing. Oh come on now. Amen.